0: the high desert, in the great American Southwest, I'm Art Bell. Slamming into your radio like a supercharged nanoparticle of unopinion. My name is George i I'm Richard Serrett.
1: This is Connie Willis. I'm George Norrie. Welcome to Coast to Coast AM. It's great to be here.
2: Welcome to Coast to Coast PM, the number one unofficial Coast to Coast AM podcast. We are two brothers who analyze the world's Largest overnight paranormal radio show known as Coast to Coast AM. My name is Paul, and I'm the guy that listens to this inexplicable radio show here with my brother. Hey, it's Chris. I'm the Roger Waters to your Sid Barrett, because we're going to the dark side of the moon today. We are indeed, Chris. We are going to be talking about George Norrie's interview with Richard Hoagland from March 20th, 2023. And it's all about evidence of secret lunar domes that the government has been hiding from us so we got some hard evidence these things exist huh Incred, it is the hardest of evidence i don't know how <laughs> anyone can deny it at this point just throbbing evidence yeah and we're gonna get to it and there's a lot of images associated with this uh with this episode today so we're gonna try to Keep it as audio friendly as possible. We'll we'll make sure to link to everything in the show notes as well so that folks can uh, check out the evidence for themselves because that's what we're all about. You know, we don't want to tell you what to think. That's right. That's right. Just you got to you got to put your eyeballs on this stuff. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to something as important as ancient lunar domes, you know, you have to make your own decisions. I think is really what we're getting at. I'm really excited to see if these things turn into space arcs. Oh, we'll find out, Chris. But before we do, we got to go check out Tim Banal at the Coast to Coast AM blog. Tim time. Today's article, man in China jailed for scaring over a thousand of his neighbor's chickens to death. That's a that's a quite the scaremonger. Indeed, indeed. So reading from the article. A man in China is headed to prison after being busted for scaring over 1,000 of his neighbor's chickens to death. I feel like there's a, a good why did the chicken cross the road joke here, Paul, but it's it's escaping me right now. Maybe we'll figure it out later on. Yeah, we, we may find it as we're going. The bizarre case reportedly began last year in the county of Henwang when the perpetrator of the poultry massacre identified in the Chinese media by his surname Zhu became embroiled in a bitter feud with a chicken farmer, identified as Zong, who lives next door to him. What a feud that a thousand chickens end up dead because of it. That's one of the worst feudal massacres, I think, since the Hatfields and McCoys, man. This is a brutal one. Yes, yes. It's almost as brutal as a hundred sheep in India. Almost. I don't know. what I'm assuming a thousand chickens weigh less than a hundred sheep. What's this a sheep way? Uh, You know, I was trying to do the conversion rates, Mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know what a chicken to sheep conversion rate goes these days. Mm. Well, we'll have to figure that out, because I think that's going to ultimately determine which was the worst disaster. Back to the article. Their previously peaceful coexistence was shattered when Jew cut down some trees on Zong's property without his permission. Oh, dude, you got to be careful about cutting trees that aren't on your property, man. That always leads to a feud. It always does. When the chicken farmer rightfully claimed the down trees, Jew, who presumably had plans for the wood, became enraged and set about enacting his rather strange revenge. Okay. All right. I'm ready to hear. How did this man scare a thousand chickens to death? (laughs) i'm actually pretty interested too uh armed with a flashlight jew crept onto his neighbor's farm late one evening and proceeded to terrify the chickens by unexpectedly illuminating them which caused the animals to crowd into a corner where a whopping 460 of them died yeah dude they will smother themselves to death if they get scared so this is a man who knows what he's doing. This this is premeditated chicken murder, dude. I mean, apparently it's kind of easy to kill chickens. You just shine a light at them and they just they just stampede each other. Yeah, I imagine he was probably, you know, kind of shining the lights and moving them, kind of corralling them. Although he was arrested for the out attack in order to pay Zong approximately $430 in damages. So this only escalated the tensions between the two men. To that end amazingly the mass chicken killer actually struck again shortly thereafter and this time around took down a staggering 640 of the birds using the same dastardly technique dang so he did it again and killed even more birds dude this is a this is a monster this man is psychotic this man is a monster the birds didn't do anything here, you know, I was going to almost give him a pass the first time if it was a crime of passion. Like, he got really worked up about the wood. It was like, just, just got all fed up and then just killed all the chickens. But going back again, now, this man wants to kill these chickens. Because to be fair, trees are living things as well. And again, I don't know what the conversion rate... <laughs> from chicken to tree is yeah but it's not one-to-one it yeah. isn't one-to-one especially yeah. if these are fruit bearing trees that's true we don't know the type of tree which also yeah. would be a factor in this it would a huge factor no now went on trial for the second case of property damage jew showed no remorse for his actions and as such the judge handed him down a stiff penalty for the poultry killer there was an old uh video game for Xbox called Fable Paul I'm sure you mm-hmm. remember it big fan big fan One of the goofy titles you could choose for yourself was Chicken Slayer mm-hmm. So I think this man will forever be deemed Chicken Slayer That is an excellent reference I'm really proud of you for that Chris You're welcome the man was not only ordered to compensate song for the second slew of lost chickens which were valued at around $1600 but also sentenced to serve 6 months in jail for the audacious crime it remains to be seen whether or not the time behind bars will cause a jew to regret his role in the feud although one imagines the embarrassment of having to explain to fellow inmates why he is in prison just might do the trick <laughs> so, how does that guy do in prison i don't think he does well because like that is the lamest reason to end up in prison and also you're just kind of an asshole if you were killing all these chickens just just kind of a jerk i don't yeah i don't know i don't know how the other prisoners would take to murdering a thousand chickens it's an impressive number that's true Yeah, it's an impressive number of chickens which she may get some credit for that. A thousand chickens is staggering. Well, when we find out how he does, we will definitely keep everyone updated. And now for some housekeeping. Uh, we have an email address. Send your thoughts to c2cpmpod at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at c 2 cpmpod or on our subreddit coast to coast PM. If you like the show, uh, please drop us five stars on Apple podcasts or Spotify. It is the easiest way to support us and helps with the algorithm and helps other people find us. Uh, So please take like two seconds to go do that. And then also make sure to subscribe. We release episodes every Thursday and that'll make sure you never miss one. Uh, And you can also support us on Patreon by following the link in the show notes to get ad free episodes and early access to episodes. And we also care a lot more about those listener requests that are sent in via Patreon. Let's get to the show, George Norris interview with Richard Hoagland from March 20th, 2023. And a big part of why I wanted to do this episode, Chris, was because uh, we talked a little bit about Richard Hoagland on our ancient archaeology episode. And it gave me the hankering yes, for some hoax. Yeah, you you seemed particularly interested in Richard Hoagland. And mm. I I'm gonna be honest, I hadn't really heard of him other than the little bit mentioned by jeffrey yeah so hoagland would show up a lot of times on uh art bell's show and then also with nori mainly to talk about ancient structures on mars that was his thing he was like the mars guy was was hoagland a part of any of the uh hail bop comic stuff um, I don't recall if he was maybe not in that. maybe I'm, I may be thinking of somebody else but all right anyways please go ahead so so oh that's right so Hoagland was the one who was really promoting the face on Mars yeah he was the face on Mars guy face on Mars guy okay <laughs> that there's a giant face on Mars and there's an ancient civilization that used to live there and we could find it through NASA's photographs kind of a lame guy to be well, you know, Chris, we're going to find out today because, uh, you know, he claims that he has some breaking news for Coast to Coast's show. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. But let's go ahead. Let's hear it.
0: Well, tonight we're going to go, you know, like a hundred times better because what I'm going to announce on your show for the first time nationally is the fact that we've got governmental confirmation from the South Korean unmanned mission heading to the moon from last August, arrived last December, is now firmly in orbit, and is taking stunning images with a special onboard camera and posting them on their own official government South Korean Space Agency website, which confirm my assertion for decades that the moon is covered with ancient artificial structures all over the moon.
2: My dude made a whole lot of claims in a very rapid succession, all of which I think we can fact check, right? Yes, we definitely can. So there is a South Korean lunar orbiter out there right now, uh, and it's currently okay, taking so pictures of the moon. Truth one. Truth one down. That is real. You can go to the website of the Korea Pathfinder Lunar Orbiter and actually see the images for yourself. So you don't think a word for it. It's like it's it's basically like their NASA, right? You know, NASA puts all their raw images up. Korea does the same thing. I imagine the Korean name for Pathfinder is much cooler than Pathfinder is in English. Um, yeah, most likely. Uh, it, the actual name of the orbiter, I think, is like denaro or something like that i'll I'll have to double check he's going to bring it up at some point but the translation is basically like enjoy the moon is what it means Um, which is pretty cool yeah Yeah. the moon enjoyer yeah (laughs) so it's definitely a vibe Um, yeah cool that's all real now whether or not you believe that these images show lunar domes that may be more for interpretation so we're going to get into that tonight okay all right so but 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 we will be able to see these and be able to tell that these are in fact lunar domes that are probably an ancient uh alien society right yeah. we okay. we are going to be able to see them yes i will okay. definitely validate that portion of things okay <laughs> i'll right. let you i'll let you discuss the rest as you're okay. them for our listeners what you think they perfect are. now here's Here's the question, man. He's a Mars guy. How did he get into the moon? Shouldn't he be looking at Mars pictures? Yeah, what's going on
0: here? You're looking at two different spatial bodies? So I started looking at other implications of what would be true in our own history and in the solar system if there were, in fact, smashingly large artificial structures on Mars at a place called Cydonia, featuring a humanoid face. And one of the implications of that, if we were not looking at a culture on Mars strictly independently evolved, you know, originated and evolved, having nothing to do with Earth, which was incredibly improbable, if if the face was an indication of some connection between Mars and Earth, then what would limit that connection between Mars and the Moon? or mars and jupiter or mars and saturn or mars and mercury in other words was there an ancient solar system wide influence which had left artifacts not only on mars but also elsewhere in the solar system potentially even including our own moon all right paul so i i'm
2: willing to concede that if somebody did have structures on Mars, that it would not preclude them from having structures on the other planets in our solar system. I'll give him that. I'll give Mr. Hoagland that much. He's he's preferencing it all on that the face on Mars is real. Yeah. And this yeah. has been debunked for what, 20 years? Uh, Debunked by who, Chris? debunked by who oh not by hoagland He's, that's that's an important thing to to mention is that hoagland stands by the face on mars this is not something he considers to de- be debunked and for those who don't know what the face on mars is it's literally he thinks that there's a, a humanoid face on the planet of mars that then points to an ancient civilization once being there that's basically it and if you don't if you haven't listened to our what's under the Sphinx episode, the face on Mars is connected to the Sphinx, which means that we are Martians. Yeah, pretty much. And that's where Hoagland's all about, right? Is that there were Martians and it it couldn't have happened that a species that's sentient popped up on Mars and Earth separately. We have to be related. Most likely Mars was destroyed. There was a cataclysm, uh, and then they had to move to Earth for some reason. Yeah. Uh, But he also says that he doesn't really know exactly what happened. No one knows, right? but something definitely happened. Um the thing that I will knock him for is he was saying what's going to prevent there from like, you know, the connection from Mars and the moon or Mars and Earth or Mars and Jupiter. I have a feeling there aren't structures on gas giants. Uh I don't know how you would do that. I think it would be difficult. Uh so I'm going to say that there's not ancient tech in Jupiter. I just feel pretty confident saying that. Well, Paul, so here I'm going to debunk you okay several times. First one this is, is the debunking the, episode. <laughs> the moons around Jupiter will be great for early space colonizing. so boo on you there. Second of all, you have not been watching your anime sci-fi because if you had, then you would have watched Cowboy Bebop and there are floating in the atmosphere cities that's on venus i think it would be different from venus to an actual gas giant but uh, i will give you the the moons i'll give you the moons for sure but that's that's under here nor there, right because but, here's the thing that's important chris is the moon and that there are ancient lunar domes on there that you can see with the south korean pictures right? that's what we're talking about that's now. what we're talking that's about. what we're talking about <laughs> And now here's the thing, dude. If, and we may get in trouble for this too. He apparently had a run in with the CIA for releasing these types of moon secrets. Um, so we'll, we'll keep our listeners up to date if we do have any men in black suits uh, hanging outside our houses because uh, this sounds pretty scary. The story is about to tell. If uh, you don't hear an episode from us in two weeks, then we've been captured by the CIA. Like we may miss one week. That is just because we're dingleberries. Two weeks is not (laughs) going to happen. Somebody put some feelers out. Call Julian Assange's lawyer. We're going to need help. We're going to need help. We're deep inside Langley, Virginia.
1: I have heard rumors that the CIA may have dropped some info on you. Is that true?
0: Yes. And it was in 1994 when I and Kinthea and a bunch of other people that I got together were all invited to Cody, Wyoming, to something called the 1994 Cody, Wyoming Mars Conference. And unbeknownst to the backers, who it turned out later were CIA, uh, I had prepared a secret presentation to debut my completely separate work on the moon.
1: 29 years ago.
0: Yeah, and I hadn't told anybody I was doing this, and I debuted my work at this conference and for it I earned a trip to the back room and an incredibly severe almost life-threatening you know scolding from the presenters behind the scenes who'd put the conference on who were stunned that I was looking at the moon and not at Mars but they had no defense against the moon because they didn't know anybody was looking until I debuted what I was doing at this conference in 1994 So I'm not sure about the part where that was the
2: CIA and not the people who threw a Mars conference and this man starts talking about the moon. (laughs) That's my favorite part is that they get mad at him for being completely off topic. Like the focus of the conference was to talk about Mars and he's talking about a completely different planetary body and they get pissed. Like, yeah, that sort of makes sense. That's not the point of the conference. (laughs) But it was the CIA, Paul, I'm telling you. Please believe me. (laughs) Well, do you want to hear his reasons why he thinks it was the CIA? Please, I have to hear this.
1: And who at the CIA was getting to you?
0: So Cody, Wyoming is like a hotbed of retired, there are no such things as retired CIA officers, CIA officers. And they, it turned out, were the ones that put on this conference, obviously to see, to draw out what we knew about Mars. And when I, you know, kind of sprung the moon on them and the stuff that I had taken from the NASA and other archives that's there, it completely bollocks up their game plan.
2: Dude, I'm going to give Hoagland points on that. I'm going to give him points on that, dude. Cody, Wyoming is probably filled with spooks. You think they're just all over the place? I- Listen, they all Spooky. go to, yeah, dude, they all go to Jackson. All the rich people go to Jackson Hole. I bet, like, there are CIA, NSA outcroppings all around Jackson Hole, just like, they're just getting pure information from these, you know, whatever, billionaires and, and uber politicians. Well, but here's the thing I'll say. It doesn't sound like he actually has any evidence that these people were CIA. It sounds like after the fact, when they didn't like what he did, he decided they were CIA and used Cody Wyoming as the excuse. Controlled opposition, Paul. Much like us. Much like us. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how he knew he was definitely onto something, was because the CIA spooks gave him a very scary scolding, according according to him. I'm, I'm going to give him that one. You know, I was a little skeptical at first, but he completely convinced me. All right. So it's a plus one for Hoagland. Yeah. So far we got, we got truth. The South Koreans have sent a probe around the dark side of the moon. Truth. They posted those pictures on their website. Truth. They definitely showed domes that were created by some kind of maybe human precursor. Truth. And then the CIA's in Cody, Wyoming, trying to, like, do smoke signals to get, you know, <laughs> the real Mars and moon truthers out there. So I'm liking Mr. Hoagland right now. Uh, we, we got a Hoagland fan. We did it. We that's got, a, yeah. <laughs> that's a plus on Office News website. Yeah. Uh, you can sign up for his secret VIP pass for like $10 a month, I think. A little pricey, to be Ooh. honest. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I was expecting like $5. That feels more reasonable. Yeah. nine ninety nine's is a lot. but I might sign up for the free newsletter, though. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely get that. Now, here's the thing about the moon, Chris, is that it's actually a lot easier to see stuff on the moon than it is Mars, right? So it's going to be something we're going to get into today about how all of us can actually get involved in this, right? Because right. it is so much easier. We're going to learn how telescopes work. Yeah, pretty much.
0: Because okay. there's all kinds of stunning stuff on Mars. Everybody is looking on the team and they see them, but they're so hard for laymen to see right? because they're covered by all that damn dust and rust and, you know, oxidation and and dirt and they're amid a whole bunch of rocks. The stuff on the moon, by contrast, is stunningly, obviously, brilliantly not supposed to be there when you look at these le- images from the South Koreans. They're running some kind of extreme extraordinary deep state op or whatever because what the south koreans did when they launched last august this 1500 pound unmanned probe they carried on board a special camera never taken by any mission to the moon it's called a polarimetric camera Ooh, well let's learn what that is
2: paul yeah so we're gonna get into the section of the show where they start discussing photographs, okay. which were posted on Coast to Coast PM's website. And th- I'm going to be honest with you, dude, this is mean, really bad, bad radio. posted on Coast to Coast AM's website? Sorry, Coast to Coast AM's website. Um, this is really bad radio. Like, <laughs> I was listening to this and it kind of sucked. So I'm just going to give you a taste of it, just so you get a sense of what the two hours was like. But then I, I did my best to kind of trim it up for our purposes. Got it. Let's Let's get into it.
0: Well, if you go to my first image, and you can tell folks how to get there because I'm having Internet problems tonight. so
1: It's in the highlight reel at coasttocoastam.com. It's the first button. Just click that. The one I'm looking at is called Denuri Moon.
0: No, that's number two. That's number two. There's one above that.
1: Ah, it's, it's like the ring of the top of the moon.
0: Exactly. Okay. And then there's a close-up on the right showing the moon much bigger, and the horizon you see that
1: with a glow behind it
0: well the the full ring image is on the left and the close-up is on the right
1: you see that right yep i'm looking at it right now
0: okay
2: all right i think that's give you a sense of that that was awful but (laughs) that was terrible but the ring around the moon is this is this a part of the hollow earth the hollow moon no, no, no. It's not part oh, of the okay. Hall of Moon. Yeah. Okay. I, th- I was thinking, I was like, wait a minute, Mr. Hoagland about to start talking about the little sun inside of the moon. No, no. It's it's more of a halo in the photograph okay. around the moon. Um, So basically what it is, it's an image of the moon and All it's right. it's a relatively dark image. And then around the edge is kind of a light. Yeah, I see it. Is that? Is that have, like the little bit of atmosphere that the moon has? So let's let's see what Hoagland has to say about okay. it. And then we'll All talk right. through my findings, which differ slightly. Not just, to not to say anything bad about Hoagland. I just have a slightly different interpretation than okay. Lunar domes.
0: Got it. This is absolutely astonishing. Impossible. Should not exist. And the South Koreans, when they're asked what it means, they're not talking to anybody. One of my astronomy colleagues has been trying for days to get hold of the South Koreans who are the principal scientists who are involved with this mission and this camera, and they will not answer any email.
1: Why'd they dump these pictures on us?
0: That's what's so stunning. It's like a soft disclosure. What they did, because they're working hand in glove with NASA, they set aside 33 pounds to include a special NASA shadow cam on this Korean mission to the moon, which is run by Mike Malin, who is the chief cover-up artist uh, in NASA, both of the moon and of Mars. Anyway, it's, it's all one very unhappy family. What is this
1: ring around the moon?
0: It shouldn't be there. You've looked at the moon a million times, I'm sure, with binoculars. And
1: I've never seen a ring around
0: You've never seen like because it doesn't exist with your
2: naked eye. I want to figure out how you get the title chief cover-up artist. Uh, you have to piss off Richard Hoakland, apparently, and that'll do it. What so, an incredible job title. So, Chris, this one actually threw me for a loop because no one online is talking about the halo around the moon. Right. Um, so I was having a hard time figuring out exactly what where these pictures were coming from until I thought, wait, it looks like he just took a screenshot from the uh korean space agency's website just go there so when i went to the space agency's website i found a very similar picture in a gallery um that is on the the home of the website as most home pages have and you can see here chris this is actually a marketing photo uh yeah. because it has an image of the orbiter the orbiter is not taking a picture of itself in front of the moon right yeah this is this is definitely like website design and yeah. He's actually he's taken a screenshot of the photo and then put it right side up. And the the other thing going on in this picture is that what they are trying to show off here is that the uh the orbiter is set up with a shadow camera it was designed by um i believe it was arizona state university actually funded this and it's a special camera that can take pictures of really dark sections of the moon because the moon itself there are regions of it at its poles basically that never see light so we can't really well they they never see enough light for us to see what's inside of them right so this is a super right. special camera that can go over them and then take pictures and see if there's water. And this is super relevant for us wanting to put bases on the moon because we want to see right. if there are reservoirs of water inside of these craters at the poles. So that's why the camera's there. This marketing photograph is showing off the fact that the orbiter is taking pictures on the dark portion of the moon. And then there's a halo around the edges to show that like it's the dark portion and then that's the light portion on the other side, right? That's what we're looking at here. This is not yeah. an actual photograph. Yeah, Paul, that's all good and well, but wouldn't it be a whole lot easier if there were already bases on the moon that we could just use? It would be a lot easier. Yeah, that would definitely s- streamline all this if there so, were yeah. lunar domes. They're looking for water, quote, unquote, <laughs> but what they're actually looking for is huge underground structures that we can go ahead and use as military jumping off points. Now, the other thing that it looks like Hoagland has done with these images that he's posted is that it, it appears to me that he has been messing with uh, the, like, saturation and the yeah. contrast on them. Yeah, Because no, you can definitely. see pretty clearly, like, even if you just look at the yellow on the screen, it's it's very different. Um, right. And I started jacking around with it to try and get a match, and basically by messing with contrast and saturation to make this you know halo look bigger uh you know I, I feel like i i matched it pretty well um you did good you did a good job dude that's thank pretty you. impressive actually so what hoagland has done is taken a screenshot of a marketing photograph that also in the picture includes a red line showing the orbit of the the um, probe uh and then messed around with it inside of a pretty weak photo editor and then said that it's evidence of lunar domes yeah dude i'm getting real strong professor courtney brown vibes from emory university yeah it's not the best as i was going into this i was like i'm not super impressed with your evidence right now mr hoagland especially because there's a lot of other pictures that south korea has put up and you can go and find all of them uh none of them show this this is specifically a screenshot from the homepage of the website that he's talking about all right i'm still not giving up on hoagland yet though all right we're not giving up on him we're still in it we had we had some good truth we had Mm -hmm. some good truth That one wasn't great. Mm -hmm. I didn't love it, but he's got more, right? He's got more. Sure, he's got more. All right, so the other thing, this is all about disclosure, right? So I think we do need to establish why is this happening, right? Why are they putting this out there on the front page of their website, man? Limited hangout.
1: Are you baffled that they released all these photos?
0: No, it's part of disclosure. Remember, Brookings basically said the name of the game is to make people so bored with this, that when we finally announce it, they'll go, oh, hell, I've known about that for years. And that's what they're doing. It's drip, 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 time-release aspirin, mixing our metaphors badly. What? Who's Brookings? Does he mean the Brookings Institute? I actually
2: don't know who he's talking about there. Okay. All right. But But he just means the, whatever, the elite control sphere PR machine. Yeah. Who doesn't want us to know about the the Martian humans having to flee Earth or flee Mars for some reason mm-hmm. and putting their bases on the moon and on Jupiter and the rest of the solar system. Yeah, pretty much. They don't want us to know about it yet. They're in the process of telling Just us. Slow-release aspirin. Yeah. That's what they're doing to us right now. Yeah, and they're starting okay. with um, the South Korean Lunar Orbiter website. What a great oh, place to start, dude. I don't even know where South Korea is. <laughs> there you go. So the, the reason why there's this halo, though, is because there's glass domes all over the moon. And this is apparently what it looks like when you use a polarized camera on a moon that is covered in glass.
0: I mean, we're looking at a technology that through means that we can imagine, but certainly can't duplicate for, you know, hundreds of years. A technology to basically put a series of glass domes all over the entire moon, englobe the entire moon, to a depth of tens of miles. And we're now looking at the eroded remains in the only way that it really is visible, which is what's called polarized light. Light comes in two forms. It changes color when you change frequency, and it changes visibility when you change what's called polarization, and you can create literally lenses which will filter out the background noise and allow you, like the South Koreans have obviously done, to look at the damn remnants of the dome around the whole moon. My dad's cursing a little bit. Georgie isn't getting on to him about that. George,
2: we're gonna, by the end of this. George is going to be annoyed with Oakland. okay yeah he's gonna gonna get a little agitated with him Um, i know i know georgie doesn't love a potty mouth and we've already heard a couple of potty words yeah we have the other thing that hoagland ends up doing is he interrupts callers and george really doesn't like right well he loves his his callers are his bread and butter yeah dude he loves the fans yeah you know and i I respect that about george how much he loves his fans we love our fans that's true you gotta love them you gotta Great. love them. Love you guys. All right. <laughs> Tens of miles deep, these lunar domes yes. covering the surface. It's all over the place. Holy guacamole, dude. I mean, you could, we could shove probably a couple million people on the moon then. Yeah. and uh, I mean, it's already there. We just got to get people up there. Yeah. Dude, I'd go live on the moon for two years. I'd do, you know, like our boy Olaf did two years in the hollow earth. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go do two years on the moon. Well, and here's the thing, man. If all these governments know about it and they're all coordinating to secretly disclose it, are you telling me there aren't already people living in those domes? Oh, definitely. There's definitely people living. There's there's definitely- a whole there's a whole city already up there, dude. Yeah, no, easy, easy. Just yeah. filled with CIA and NSA spooks. All all from Wyoming. They all yeah, just all they direct let- line yeah dude they let they flew out of cody wyoming to the dark side of the moon air base yeah that's the new retirement spot is the, the, the lunar dome hey dude you're away from the plebs well and here's the thing chris so we got we got south korea who's signaling to us right that really? they know about this china's also signaling Ooh. they're putting out secret messages to let that, the public know that balloon was supposed to go to the moon Potentially. But it went over South Carolina instead. Yeah, we don't have evidence it wasn't meant for the moon. It was meant for
0: the moon balloon. Mm -hmm. If you now look down at image number three, this is what the Chinese have done. Remember, the Chinese want to own the moon. If you look carefully at the details between the left-hand image, which is South Korean, and the right-hand image, which is NASA, I'm sorry, um, Chinese Space Agency Art, You'll notice that the Chinese took the same image and accentuated with some art, you know, blocking the dome and then put their red stars and their their uh, yellow stars and their spacecraft uh, that's going to send astronauts someday to the moon to open up a Chinese lunar base. And they're telling us in this foreshadowing art, this is why they're going, because they know what is there. George. As we all know,
2: Chinese trying to own the moon. They trying to buy the moon from the moon owners and they're going to buy and they're going to own the moon and they're going to have all the cheese, George. They're going to so, have all the cheese. This comment is what made me feel like Richard Hoagland is not well because he's talking about what is you could call the marketing image anymore. It's a propaganda image, but it's a it's an image of the moon that's been turned red and there's a big yellow Chinese star on it.
0: Yeah, and he's dude. saying
2: that that star was placed there to cover up a secret dome to signal to everyone. That's why they're going to the moon. This is a level of like paranoia that makes me a little concerned. <laughs> it's yeah. It's just the Chinese flag. And instead of a flag, they've used the moon. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's the whole bit. Yeah it's just a bit <laughs> yeah did you know i'm rarely one to defend the ChaiComs, but my god dude like sometimes propaganda is just propaganda yeah just let it be they're just go- trying to go to the moon man and like yeah. i'm sure they're gonna try to take over portions of the moon yeah and just like dude. we are everyone's gonna do it can you imagine what that space race is gonna look like when there's just like rockets going off every single day from the earth and like the construction fees and just like it's hard to fathom it's yeah. hard to fathom for us right now what that looks like mm-hmm. but it's it is going to get intense yeah i hope i get to go that's all i'm gonna say i, I hope i get to visit the moon one day what the, oh my god dude and then we get to go see these huge cities created by our martian <laughs> ancestors i'm pretty great stoked time. about that it's a great time man. Well, and, and the other thing that Hoagland goes into, Chris, is how NASA is also in on this. So, of course, dude. They're, yeah. the, they're the kings of it, dude. They're yeah. the ones controlling all the strings. You know, we've lost the Chinese strings. We've lost the Russian strings. But we used to have them all, dude. In the 90s,
1: America was beefy, baby. Mm-hmm. We were beefy. Do you think NASA is shaking its head with these photographs? No, well,
0: they're part of the whole game plan. Remember, if you go back to Brookings, it never said, we will never tell the people what their tax money has bought, right? Right. It always said, we will do it at the appropriate time. When they're ready. And when, and now, I mean, everything is hitting the fan at once. Hell, we're going to win a couple of days, indict a damn president. We've never done that before. We've got the biggest land war going on in Europe we've had since World War II, We've never done that before, and now we got a government leaking ancient, stunning, planet-wide structures on a on a satellite of Earth, and they've never done that before.
2: Paul, he's made a ton of good (laughs) points. A ton of good points. We got a war in Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. Donald Trump getting indicted on some BS. Yep. Talking about porn stars. Yeah. And then the moon and, pictures. And then the South Koreans just saying, look at all the moon bases, dude. I mean, it's like we're reading the Book of Revelations <laughs> and we're about to hear the fourth trumpet, dude. <laughs> the seals are busting open right now, They're man. Just the busting all <laughs> over the place, dude. The Donald Trump seals busted. The, the <laughs> Ukraine land war seals busted. Yeah. And the South Korean leaking. The fact that private moon base seal has broken. What is the fourth seal gonna be, dude? I, I I'm scared to find out. I'm scared. Joe Brandon out. completes a full sentence. <laughs> well, we know that this is unprecedented. That's all that's all we can really say here, Chris. Um they, they've never done that. anything like this before. Now, the other question. All right, so we got... <laughs> have we, haven't we asked enough questions today, Paul? We got so many questions to get to, Chris.
1: We have so many questions.
2: Um, so we know that there are domes. Why right. are there domes on the moon? Like, why were they there?
1: What did they use the moon for, in your
0: opinion? I think to help create life on Earth, intelligent life. I think this is school. This quickly gets us from physics into metaphysics which, of course, is why we're going to have Georgia Lambert part of our conversation on Saturday night. I mean, George, this is so huge. This 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 has never existed in the human ken of humans before, except thousands and thousands of years ago, and then it got forgotten and suppressed. So wait,
2: I'm confused. You may have to explain to me just a Mm -hmm. little bit. How are the moon bases a part of human evolution? so what what his basic argument is is that martians went to the moon and used the moon as their home base for turning earth into some sort of a nursery so at some point their plan went awry mars died and then the humans who are actually martians had to move into earth got it got it so mars Mars was home world mm-hmm. and they were using the moon as a like colonizing, mm-hmm. you know, it was like the, the Italians using Sicily to get into Turkey. Mm-hmm. Right. So you would, you use that as like a staging platform. And then you, <laughs> did you like that? <laughs> just reference? like that. Just like the Italians using Sicily. Right. I can't think of a better metaphor. Yeah. You got to have a staging platform to to move all your people and ships uh-huh. to somewhere else. And yeah, but- that somewhere else being Earth. I mean, it's similar to what we're actually doing with the moon in Mars. We're right. we're, we're going moon Mars. Like we're using right. the moon to test everything, and then and then going to Mars from there. Uh, but yeah, that's basically what what he's talking about. I love it. Now- the the thing that I actually really like about this, Chris, is that it gives me the idea that maybe we're just caught in a vicious cycle that's been going on for like hundreds of millions of years where, you know, humans are on Earth and we're talking about terraforming Mars as we're right. destroying Earth. What right. if we just have to go back to Mars right. and then we're going to have to come back again in 100 million years, yep. man? Who knows how this works? Who knows? Yep, 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 yep. I, I, I uh, 100% agree. It's definitely a Battlestar Galactica mm-hmm. future for us. Yeah. This has all happened before, and it's all going to happen again, man. Just yeah. moon up Earth, Earth to Mars, Earth to Mars. So say we all. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, here's the cool thing, though, is that we can all participate in this, Chris, because he is crowdsourcing the Lunar Dome
0: research. If you're in that eclipse path in 2024 and you have a smartphone with a polarizing filter and something to magnify the image of the moon, like a pair of binoculars or a telescope or whatever, you'll be able to take from your backyard during that eclipse path of totality, the three or four minutes of totality, you'll be able to take your own pictures of the domes covering the moon and will provide people with. Experts they can send the images to to be computer-processed and we will have thousands of independent coast and other listeners verifying the existence of these um, Polarized images of the ancient lunar domes.
1: We're gonna have you accumulate all of them.
0: Uh, Well, yeah That's what websites do.
2: That's actually a really cool idea. It's a shame that it's (laughs) just for lunar domes. I just love that it's like, do you have a phone? Just take pictures through a binocular and send them in, and then we're going to prove this thing. Here's the thing, though. Some Coast listeners probably have some pretty sick telescopic gear. Oh, yeah, dude. If we learned anything from the hale um anomaly saga, uh th- there are a lot of listeners with-, with telescopes, for sure. Well, again, it's the perfect... Thing to listen to while you're telescoping because what else is on at 1 a.m that's a good point that's a when good point. you're supposed to be looking at the stars yeah. dude. i bet there's a there were a shocking number of astronomers who listened to coast to coast especially when art was on it yeah that, that actually sounds like such a vibe. It kind of makes me want to get a telescope so I can listen to ghosts while looking at the stars. I've never done it's, that before. It's kind of super cool, especially if you're listening to like alien episodes yeah. or, 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 or lunar space bases yeah i mean my my favorite time to listen to coast has always been like it's midnight you're driving on the interstate yeah. completely alone in your car you put on coast and it's just such a good feeling for some reason yeah it's, uh, alive, it's probably even better to be looking at this at the sky man yeah um so check out when and if the moon's eclipse is going to pass over you and you can send in your photographs to richard hoagland and really help with this um this community research for sure yeah it- yeah, let's, let's have a couple of Coasternauts send some video over to Mr. Hoagland. <laughs> now, the other thing about the moon base, Chris, is that Hoagland is convinced that there are moon libraries.
0: Anthropologists and archaeologists try to find when they encounter a new culture, a new set of ruins, a new buried civilization. What do they try to find?
1: Artifacts.
0: And the libraries.
1: If there are any
0: well you can't have civilization not libraries because no human can remember stuff that are not taught and in order to go from generation to generation to generation there has to be a repository to collect and store and provide that information to future members of the civilization
1: but you're also saying that the far side they're intact still
0: no they're much better shape but they're not intact and the reason we know that we have amazing images of the ruins on the far side of the moon the dome in much better condition from the chinese that
2: would be incredible to walk upon a library filled with information from our ancient martian forebears i mean the 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 knowledge and know-how that would be in those documents would be incredible. The history of that would be absolutely fascinating. Yeah. It's, it's actually a plot line of Stargate Atlantis too, where they go, they, the humans find Atlantis and then they find like the library repository, but the library, it's actually all digital. So they're, they're trying to like extract it and, and send it back home and stuff. But no, you're right. Like, I think it would be, one of the cooler finds and there would need to be some sort of repository of information, right? Something, right? There's going to be something, even if it's just like a Cortana or something like that. It's probably definitely a Cortana dude. Yeah, dude. Just like a super smart AI who's just been living on the moon for thousands of years. It's just chat GPT hanging out, waiting for someone to talk to him. (laughs) Ask him a question. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, hopefully we'll get to find it one day. Now, we do have some callers, Chris. it's been a little bit since we've heard a a, a good coast-to-coast call. I guess we did a whole call-in show, but... Yeah. Well, this caller thinks that maybe all of this was made by modern humans and not ancient aliens. Ooh.
0: Yes, and I saw tracks. And the tracks, I think, are very important. I saw the tank tracks and, like, tire tracks, like rubber tracks. I think the tracks mean that it was us, because why would these civilizations that built all of this need tracks? I think that we went there in, like, the 60s or the 70s. We brought up a ton of equipment. Uh, What did you think about that, and why were the photos censored, and how did they get uploaded to NASA? Okay, but but I've got to, you know, kind of uh, refute what you just said, because there's no way that the Apollo technology created a set of tiered lunar-wide domes covering 15 million square miles and towering 50 miles above the lunar surface There's no way there is no possible way that we did this or this is being faked This is real. This is going to change everything and George's you know audience tonight is getting in on the ground floor
2: terrible idea Stupid idea. I kind of liked that you know maybe there is kind of a space force secret moon base i was kind of liking where the caller was going with that well and this is the problem with Hoagland, dude is that when you're on coast especially nowadays you always do the yes and you don't That's shut right. down guests and you don't shut down callers okay yeah. and he shut that guy down and that was mean i also do love the fact that everyone's just looking at pictures of the moon and this guy's like i see tracks everywhere it must be us yeah, uh, everyone's just having fun with it, man. Everyone's just kind of like looking at it as, as, you know, an image and just trying to spot what they could spot. I just also love that Hoagland is so convinced that there is this giant complex under the surface of the moon. Like he is dead set on mm-hmm. it. It's going to change. Dead set on it. And everyone listening is in on the ground floor, dude. In on the yeah, ground floor. That was that was a goofy statement. That is the oh, most grifter statement you could use. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude. I mean, that's Barnum and Bailey a hundred percent. You use okay. that right before you're about to get ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> when you're uh, when you're about to buy that timeshare, yeah. you're gonna get on the ground floor. <laughs> oh well, so I think. In my opinion, Hoagland starts pissing off Nori because he keeps talking to callers like that. And right. You don't talk to Nori's callers like that, dude. Um, so here's another example of Hoagland like, actually interrupting callers.
0: No net tide will come up and wipe them out. Yeah, I, th- I think you're talking about the grunion. Yeah, I'm just saying there's – there's there's. Uh, I mean supposedly I'm not a gynecologist, but women have cycles that that apparently mirror the moon. I mean, we wouldn't be allowed. There's all without kinds the of documentable connection between life on Earth and the Moon. And what I'm saying is, given the scale of the technology we're seeing in these images, the folks who did it did it deliberately because this is supposed to be a nursery, and something went radically wrong. And we're not going to find out what and how to fix it until we find the damn libraries.
1: What's your other question, Eddie? the damn libraries george the damn libraries You gotta
2: find the damn libraries george yeah but george's tone just gets like a little growlier and a little growlier dude yeah. every single minute of this because he's just like stop interrupting people dude yeah i don't stop, think he likes it stop yelling at my callers hoagland no you gotta respect the callers dude these, these are the people buying the colloidal silver hoagland <laughs> stop it so those those were our callers, but the, the last piece here that I want to get into, Chris, was that Hoekland doesn't only look at photographs taken by you know NASA and South Korea and China for evidence of lunar domes. He is also looking at the paintings of astronauts who went to the moon.
1: How many lunar a- astronauts are still alive? Just Buzz?
0: It's funny you should bring up the astronauts because the one astronaut who we now know was telling us the truth for all those years that he was selling his paintings? Alan Bean. Alan Bean. So when we come back after the break at the bottom of the hour, remind me to talk in detail about how, how, how Alan Bean foreshadowed all of what we've now confirmed and how you can get in on the ground floor to help promote Alan Bean's paintings of ancient structures on the moon.
2: All right, Paul. So I must be a pretty bad American. Who is Alan Bean? Alan Bean is an astronaut that went to the moon because we we had like, you know, multiple Apollo missions that landed on the moon. Everyone only cares about the first one, uh, but we just kept sending people for, for quite a while. Um, Alan Bean came back to Earth and started painting. Uh, he died in 2018, but you can find all of his paintings online. And they're really nice paintings of astronauts on the moon. Now. Where Hoagland is seeing ancient lunar structures in these photographs, I am not sure. Because they all seem to just be paintings of the moon to me. Every every photo you've shown me so far has no real uh I mean it, it, they're they're astronauts, and then there's like the lunar modules. Mm-hmm. You know, they're a little rover. That's real. And the American flag. I mean, like these look like a legit, I I was actually imagining something like a little bit more far-fetched. I mean, these are like essentially realist photos yeah i was also expecting to see something a little crazy like he got abstract with it or he was imagining the future of the moon it's basically just photographs of what he saw while he was up there which is like another dude standing next to an american flag yeah i mean they're paintings but (laughs) but yeah they're like super normal real life what you know what the normie version of us going to space is yeah just the super typical astronaut in a space suit <laughs> like, yeah i don't understand and this this is why i'm getting a little concerned for hoagland because i have no idea what he's seeing like i actually right. don't know and i i look at the pictures that he sent to coast that he is discussing directly i don't see dumps i don't know what he's yeah. talking about Um, here's a little bit more of him talking about how Alan Bean was handpicked so that these paintings could get out.
0: Even decades earlier than when he was picked to go to the moon, Alan Bean went to Naval Flight School, and he was really interested in art, fine art.
1: Like like, like as a painter?
0: Yeah, as a painter, yes. He he did hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of paintings when he got back from the moon using all his skills – that he developed over decades before he went to the moon. My feeling now, based on what we know, is that he was handpicked to be the artist. Because remember, my model, George, is that the Apollo astronauts had their brains altered when they came back. That was what the quarantine period was all about, to make them forget everything they'd really seen and kind of conform to a fake script. Well, how do you get around a fake script what if you send an astronaut who is not left brain but is basically right brain?
2: Dude, I knew that that memory eraser from the Men in Black was a real thing. I knew it. I knew it deep inside my bones. I'm glad that Mr. Hogland, Hogland, Mr. Hogland has confirmed that for me. Yeah, and The interesting thing, too, is that apparently to get around the memory eraser, you just need to be creative. Right. And then you'll be fine. And this is also the most convoluted way of approaching disclosure, where you get an astronaut, you send him to the moon, he sees alien artifacts, you bring him back, you brainwash him so that he doesn't remember it, but you strategically picked him because he was creative, so that years later you know, after like not being on the moon for 30 years, he starts painting pictures of the moon that secretly have structures that no one can actually see except for like one guy who goes like coast to coast. Yes, dude. You just, I mean, it all, it made even more sense after you explained it to us. I'm glad, I'm glad I could help. I'm glad. (laughs) So Mr. Hoagland's really appreciated you teaching us about what is truly on the dark side of the moon. Well, Chris, that will be the show for today. Scale of one to five, gigantic lunar domes full of all of the ancient library information you could ever want for Martians. What do you give, Richard hoagland I'm not going to remember everything you just said, but I'm going to give it like a two. I think. Okay. <laughs> I think I it's a two for me, and and let me give you a couple of the reasons why you you. This guy is Barnum Bailey. Mm-hmm. I mean, just his whole way of doing things. It it, but you know, it, it's he's almost not as good as Barnum because, like you were saying, he's like shutting people down for mm-hmm. their thoughts. I don't know. Maybe it's a form of like negging or something like that um, that he's doing. But I just, dude, like there was he. he Every once in a while, it was like you could see where this was like kind of a fun idea, Mm -hmm. but then he just would ruin it. Yeah. He would just ruin it. He just like kept on ruining like the fun idea, the cool idea, the good lore Mm -hmm. and like don't ruin it, dude. Come on. Well, if you want more Richard C. Hoagland, you can go to his website, The Other Side of Midnight, and sign up for his club 19.5 is what he calls it for $9.95 per month. Um I'm also gonna I'm gonna give him a one, honestly. He gets one lunar dome from me because, like you said, like first off, I'm a little worried about him yeah. because he is seeing things that I don't think are there. And no. not just in NASA pictures, but in a, in old astronaut's paintings that he would sell. Um, and it, it almost reminded me of like George Bush's paintings. It's like so right. innocent. You know what I mean? Like, yes. look at this, you know, like adorable thing I'm doing in my retirement. Um, it, you know, it was like the Epstein paintings, you know, where like you that. had <laughs> George Bush knocking down the Twin Towers and and Bill Clinton in a, in a dress. Mm hmm exact same thing dress so it's the same thing to me same so. same exact thing and then like you said he was kind of a dick to callers who were yeah. calling in and trying to share their ideas which are equally ridiculous i will not say they're any more ridiculous though so it's like show a little respect here man like you're clearly out on a limb let them be out on a limb too don't be mean to them if anything like secret moon base created by the space force Mm -hmm. makes more sense than ancient Martian 10,000 kilometers under the ground complex. Yeah. Like that's, (laughs) that's that's a harder pill to swallow than secret moon base by space force. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So um, I'm not buying it. And also his evidence is a marketing photograph from a uh, gallery wheel on the homepage of a website. So it's not selling me. Yeah, dude. And the ChaiComs. <laughs> I don't like it when you say that. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like that's an inappropriate phrase to use. I love it. I love it. Chinese communists, dude. What Th- do you that want feels to better. Use the whole, use the whole phrase. Chaicom. Well, that's going to be our episode today, Chris. Uh, thank you to our listeners for listening. And we'll see you all next week for more of whatever this is. All conspiracy, all the time. Later.